Saturday night, December 26th, you may have been at home. You may have been eating some Christmas leftovers. <clears throat> you may have been with family. You may have gone out to eat. But all of a sudden, you found out there were storms in the area, severe storms. There would be a total of 12 tornadoes that night that would hit the Metroplex. Eight different counties would be affected, and 13 people would, lose, would lose their lives in this area. Over 200 homes here in the Red Oak and Ovilla area would have been affected that night. It was completely unexpected. It's the day after Christmas. Here in Texas, we know there are storms, but we normally think of spring when storms come. Storms come in seasons. We know sometimes they're predictable. We can know when they're going to come. But sometimes storms happen and they are completely out of season. They don't come at the time we expected them. They don't come in the way we expected them. December 26th, we're hoping for a snowstorm. <laughs> December 26th, we might have an ice storm. December 26th, you don't have tornadoes in the area. But that year, we did. Storms come in unpredictable ways and at unpredictable times. The Bible says that there are storms in life that happen much like that. They come unexpected. Some you can anticipate. <clears throat> some you know when they may be coming. But there are some storms that catch us completely off guard. In the book of James, chapter 1, the disciple writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When you fall into. Falling into something is not something you plan on. You don't plan on falling. It's something that happens unexpectedly. It's something that comes when you didn't anticipate it. And you are in it all of a sudden. You fall into it. And you're, you're deep in it. It encompasses you. It envelops you. You're in the storm. And James speaks in a way that is difficult for most to catch. Unless you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Because he says, my brothers, my family, my bros, count it all joy when you are caught unexpectedly in a storm in life. Now you can't say that unless you're part of the brethren, right? Because you don't, that's not how you think until you know Christ. That's not what you know until you know Christ. That's not how you feel until you know Christ is on the throne and he is over all things. But when you know that, when you know he's sovereign, when you know he's powerful, when you know he's good, when you know he has a purpose for your life, then a storm can come along and you don't have to be taken aback by the storm. You can actually count it all joy. 
Now James will go on and he says, here's how you do that. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience. You see, storms come along. These unexpected moments that you fall into. These unexpected moments that disrupt life. These unexpected moments that that cause some tragedy that come along. And he says, you can count it all joy because you can know that testing of your faith. This pressure on what you believe. That's what happens in a storm, right? right? It's not just the the loss of some things that happen, but it's the questions that, that begin to spin in your mind when you put your head on your pillow at night, the night after, yes. right? When you start thinking, why did that happen? What's going on here? Where is God? Does He still care for me? Is He still for me? Is He out to get me? All of those things come along in your head, and the storm causes them to rage. But faith causes them to settle Amen. All right. right because you, you you get into it and it's it's testing your faith it's stretching your faith yes. it's causing you to really have to think about what you say you believe yes. you believe that jesus is lord but or do you believe him in the storm yes. do, you, do you believe that in the midst of the pressure do you believe he's able to provide for you in the midst of what seems like confusion do you believe he's able to still provide and direct your life in the midst of something that you have no way of seeing past and you say yes and it begins to have an effect on your life it begins to produce something it begins to actually alter who you are it begins to change because it produces something in you that you didn't have before it produces something inside you as you go through this storm that wasn't you to begin with the storm when you respond by faith, has a way of producing patience in you. A way of not panicking in the midst of the problem. A way of not striving in the midst of the storm. A way of not getting turned upside down when your world gets turned upside down. Amen? It it, it settles you. It produces a, a calm while the wind's blowing. Patience. Patience. It's not natural to the human experience. You aren't born with the gift of patience, right? Hello? No, we're not. Of course we're not. We're born with the gift of get out of my way. I want what I want. I want it now. That's what we're born with, right? Hello? Anybody else born in the same world I'm born into, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm the one that last week I talked to you about drivers in the road, you know, that are irritating. And this week, while we're driving down a road together, uh, my family and I, there's a biker in the road. This guy's riding his bike in my lane, (laughs) right? And I start having this conversation. And it's like, what are you doing in my lane? There's a sidewalk over there, a perfectly good sidewalk. Get over on that sidewalk. And Hunter was quick to remind me, hey, I know what I'm going to preach on the next time I get a chance to preach. The dad needs to have some patience, right? I said, okay, I hear you. But get out of my lane! No, no, no. (laughs) Trials have a way of settling us if we respond by faith. If we don't, all they do is actually cause anger. Storms come along and really all they do is just make you more angry. They make you more mad. They make you more tense. They make you more frustrated. They make you more upset at everybody around you. And, And... If you don't 
respond by faith to the storm, all it does is leave you with some impatience, right? So the verse goes on, or the passage goes on. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. Patience is at, is, is at work in the midst of the storm. It's got a, it's got a purpose. And when it, when it starts its work, make sure you let it finish its work, James says. Let, let patience finish the, finish the job. Let God do what he's wanting to do so that you will be at a place, as the verse says, where you may be perfect or complete, lacking nothing. Where you may mature, grow up, not be a child who doesn't like it when things don't go his way or her way, but instead knows how to respond to the storm with faith. It's interesting to me that it is really this, uh, it's a test of faith. Storms do that. Today I want to introduce a couple to you in our church family who has uh, been through a storm and is in a storm. And over the next six or eight weeks, you're going to meet others in our church who have been in some storms or are in some storms. And they're going to share honestly what their journey's been like and where they are today. So, uh, you know, it takes some courage to get up here on this stage and kind of make yourself vulnerable, right? right. So, uh, I want you to give a warm round of applause to Carrie and Aaron Lehman as they come up to the stage today. Y'all come on up. And I've known Carrie and Aaron for a little while. You may have seen Aaron on stage here. Aaron's playing guitar sometimes. And uh, Carrie, you may find over in the hospitality area sometimes serving some coffee. And um, I'm going to let them tell just a little bit about themselves before we kind of get into their story, right? Okay. So uh, tell, us, tell us about your family and where you live. Carrie, we'll let you start today. There you go. Right, no, no. Uh, we live in Cedar Hill, and okay. we have three kids somewhere here, and we live uh, two houses away from my mom and dad, okay. and about a mile away from his mom, so we're right. very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and your kids are older. They're not little bitties anymore. No, not anymore. <clears throat> uh, 16, 14, and almost 11. All right. And Aaron, how long have y'all been married? 19 years. He did good, didn't he? he right? Did I had it written down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> good, good job. Good job. So uh, talk briefly about coming to know Christ. Go ahead, baby. Aaron? Uh, well, I grew up in a church, and uh, I remember being as a, you know, being a child, and we had a guest speaker come in and talk, and, you know, he did the, uh, uh, you know, the invitation at the end, and I raised my hand to, to be saved, and so... Uh, but I guess around when I was like 13, I started having doubts, like, you know, I was so young then. If I really knew what I was doing, did it really count? And, and uh, I, I got tired of, of wrestling with that, so I was laying in my bed going to sleep. And so, I, you know, at that point in time, uh, by myself, I asked Christ into my heart and made the confession. So that way I just laid it, put that to bed and moved forward. So. Yeah, all right. 
Carrie? Yep. So uh, I knew at a very early age about the Lord, and I felt him calling me. I mean, I remember being five, and, and he would call, and I'm like, I'm not going up there. You know, you have to go forward. And, right. And uh, so when I was about 12, I was invited to a, a youth rally at the Mesquite Rodeo. Mm. And Rick Stanley, which Elvis Presley's stepbrother, was preaching, and I accepted the Lord that day. All right. Very cool. So uh, Aaron and Carrie have been through a storm in the last couple of years. You're going to hear about it today. And part of it is going to involve uh, their work and a family business. But I want to make it clear up front today, this is not a commercial for a business. <laughs> so I've asked them to, you know, let's not say business name. That's not what we're interested in here today. I don't want you to get distracted by product or any of those kind of things. That's not what this is about. It's about a story of what God has done in their life in the midst of a storm, right? So uh, if, you, if, they, if you hear them being vague today, it's because I've asked them to. He's right? not letting me pitch. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. It's not what this is today. So, um, so talk about what you both do for a living. Aaron, we'll start with you. Uh, by day, I'm a business analyst. And then uh, on the weekends, I'm in the wedding industry. So I, I DJ weddings pretty much. All right. We've used him faithfully for all of our weddings yes. in our family. So, yes. All right. Carrie? Yeah. Um, I own a um, company. Okay. <laughs> and Good. I also have another thing. <laughs> That's vague. <laughs> That's things. very, very vague. <laughs> All right. So, That's right. yeah. So, 2015, 2016, mm -hmm. uh, things are going fairly well for your mm -hmm. thing. Thing. Yeah. Thing. That's good. But um, some things begin to happen. Uh, you, you sent some direction from God to make some changes. Can you talk about that briefly? Yep, briefly. He said briefly. <laughs> um, yes, so we did very well when we launched, and the Lord was so cool to show us these great and amazing things, but we reached a plateau, and it was at the point it was like, okay, to, be, to have more, you have to become more, and the Lord was showing me, you're not ready for more, but I'm, I can teach you how to be ready for more, and I'm like, yeah. And so when you say yes, it's just like this. When you say yes to God, um, he will teach you, and he'll test to see what's in your heart. And then the, the enemy also is like, mm-mm-mm, and so temptations come. And so this whole story is because of that. Okay. Because we said yes. So you say yes to some direction from God to get to the next level, a scale of change. Mm -hmm. and, and you're believing him for some promises along the way. So, Carrie, talk about those promises for you, and then we'll, we'll let Aaron address that as well. Uh -huh. So, right up, I mean, immediately the Lord said, you're going to go in this direction. And the first thing he did, he said, he said, stop everything, pause it all. And that was huge because I had to pause everything and tell everybody, hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. And that was really very hard to do. Okay. And uh, I... And so I, I started leaning in. There's a scripture verse in Habakkuk 2.2. It says, write the vision and make it plain so that anyone who can see passing by can see it. And uh, it will take a while. It'll tarry, but it will come, and the righteous will live by faith. And so that's where I, I held on to that. Um, let's see. Yeah, and so I took that time when he said pause. I took that time to go in, and I just knew he was faithful. And so I started digging in his word deeper, deeper. And I inundated my my mind and my household and anyone who came over 
they're hearing the word all day long. Okay. All right. So, Aaron, this is not just a carry thing only. You're, you're in it as well, right? Talk about uh, just a little bit about how this, the faith, you have faith for this change that's coming. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the end goal is, you know, I'm wanting to be home more. So, I, uh, you know, not to be, you know, work during the week and then be working on the weekend. So, you know, the, the end goal for me is to uh, get her business to a point to hire me on. And then I can back away from one of the other two things that I'm working on. So Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's at this time that the storm winds begin to blow. Mm-hmm. It begins to be difficult, as you mentioned, Carrie. Talk about that. What specifically begins to happen for you? Well, so as I was, you know, pressing into the Lord, he gave me the great vision. He showed me exactly what the end looked like. And it was, it's beautiful and amazing. But I can't tell you about it. <laughs> but right. um, so I, I wrote it all out, and then I grabbed my crew of people that support me in this, and we were calling things out. And the major component that drove this vehicle forward died. I mean, it just stopped in its tracks. And when it did, I was just like, okay, you know, something else is going to happen. I don't know what, you know. And so we were believing, you know, still believing, yeah. <laughs> still pushing for that. Yeah. And so. Um, but meanwhile, God kept showing me these great, amazing things. It was so weird because it looked like it was dead, but God kept doing these these things that kept it alive, you know? And so I'm like, I'm, I still believe in that. And so, um, but at the same time, the business kept growing quieter and quieter, and it felt like I was in labor, and it felt like that end time where it's like you feel this real intense pressure that you're not having a baby yet. And what was so interesting was um, I had this friend. And and the other thing that was going on was we weren't talking to anybody because I didn't know what to say, and everything I was saying was coming out wrong. And God was like, just stop talking, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so I had this friend that texted me one day, and she said, God wants you to know that the pain that you're feeling is not death, it's labor. Mm -hmm. And I received it, and so I held on to that. Okay. So, Aaron, how is the storm affecting you at this point? Um, Well, it was – I get – it was a few different angles coming in. So uh, one is the DJ business that I was working with was starting to dwindle. And, uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't as noticeable right off the bat, but then it really plummeted. So, it, you know, even I think last year was I was making about two-thirds less than what I used to make. So I was making, yeah, a third. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, that had really... Uh, um, put a pinch on, on just, you know, finances. And then my, the main job that I was working on, there was a chance that the whole department was going to be shut down. And uh, so I was a little worried about that, but I was, uh, I was worried about the time about being able to, you know, move over to, to Carrie's business. And then, uh, but I was going, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm skilled. I, you know, if I get you know, if the department gets shut down, I can get another job real easily, you know, just very confident. And so, and, and it did happen. So in May, uh, they shut everything down and uh, I was let go. And so I, uh, I did take that opportunity, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is kind of good timing because I needed some major work on the bathrooms and I really couldn't afford somebody to do it. So I, you know, that first month just, you know, totally gutted the thing and fixed it, fixed it all up. And so, and when that was done, uh, I was like, all right, uh, you know, let's let's get a job now. And uh, so I started, uh, well, I had been applying, but I really started applying 
and it was just no after no, and it was, you know, the response was no, or it was uh, silent, <clears throat> and uh, so one month turns into two months, and then, you know, two, two months turns into three months, and all the savings are gone, and, uh, and we got to the point where um, I had to cash my 401k savings, and, uh, you know, to keep the house and the cars and everything, and and it was it was interesting because when that check had come in, uh, it was on Solomon's birthday. Uh, the AC went out, and this was September. And you know you know how hot it is in September around here. August, so August. or August, sorry, August. And uh, and so I was kind of hoping it would be like a twenty dollar capacitor, you know. And uh, and but and Carrie really wanted to tithe on the four hundred one k. And uh, so I went ahead and tithed off that, off uh, putting the expectation that it would be something like the uh, capacitor and, and ended up being, you know, uh, you know, the whole system had to be replaced. And it came back with a $6,000, you know, mm -hmm. estimate. And so I was like, well, uh, I can use this money to fix that. I was like, well, I don't have any job offerings on the uh, horizon. And so I just, you know couple of window units and just move forward, you know, that type of thing. So, mm. uh, and <clears throat> I was getting pretty irritated at that point because, you know, I was going, well, God, you own a cattle on a thousand hills, you know, that, you know, that he, he doesn't need this money. And, and, uh, and, and Karen, and I really hadn't been tithing very much at all. And so that was kind of a big step of faith. And it was just kind of, it was kind of like, it just got, it was nothing. Yeah. So it just uh, just really irritated me. Um, uh, yeah. So storms coming in, income dropping, bills increasing, and there's nothing on the horizon yet. And it appears there's nothing on the horizon. I mean, there's not even something close. <clears throat> and so the storm is raging. Everybody handles storms differently. Uh, in my family, Heather's the one that's like, oh, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> like, like on that December 26th day, mm -hmm. uh, she's out in our backyard. Uh, uh, some people come over and said, hey, can we get some bamboo? I'm like, sure, you come get all the bamboo you want from our yard. So Heather and these people are over in our backyard. We're over at her parents' house, and we're watching all these storm things come in. I'm like, uh, hello, babe, you need to come back over here. No, the weather looks fine, looks fine. <laughs> so everybody handles storms differently, right? So in your marriage, I'm sure there's two very different responses mm -hmm. to what's going on, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so um, Carrie, talk about your response to the storm. Again, I know bills are mounting, income's dropping, there's no, there's no apparent future for where you're going, and it doesn't seem to be for where Aaron is either. Talk about how that's affecting you yeah. or your response to it. Well, so, you know, God is, he's just so faithful, and I just kept, I mean, the more I pressed in, the more he would show himself. And it was so strange because I, I say I, I was living this, this odd dichotomy where on one hand, I was living by faith. I'm like, God is faithful and, and these things are happening. And then I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm looking at, you know, the, the consequences of my faith. You know, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm costing him, you know just believing and pressing and it felt like it was my fault 
And so I kept taking it on. As, you know, I'm like, God, I believe every word you say, I will not doubt you, but what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? You know, and so, and so because of that, I kept wavering. But the wavering was very much, you know, that, that James verse, it goes on to say that if you, if you need wisdom, ask God. He gives it to you. Right. But when you ask, ask in faith. Don't doubt. If you doubt, you're like a ship in an ocean. And that's what I was. I was like, God, I believe you. I believe you. It's not working. You know, yeah. what is wrong, yeah. you know, but it was me, like, I, I thought it was my fault, you okay. know, and so that was, that was a difficult place to be in, and, and, you know, I'm so grateful that I have the parents that I have, and his mom, and we're surrounded by these, these people that love yeah. the word and love the Lord, and so God kept sending refreshment, and, and I have to tell this story, um, it was my dad's birthday, and it was so sweet. Uh, we were both in the pit that day. I mean, we were just two sad sacks, our eyes swollen red. You know, it's just been a hard day. And my, it was my dad's birthday, and my mom called and said, um, hey, how y'all doing? You know, they're checking in. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to talk. I can't, you know. And that doesn't work with my family. And so my dad shows up and comes to my bedroom and sits on my bed. And just he's like, it's my birthday, and I really want you to go to Kroger, to the fancy Kroger, because it's just opened, you know. And he took us to the fancy Kroger, both of us, looking like, you know, like, come on. And he's like, you know, oh, they got this sushi bar, and they got this cheese bar. And he's buying us these refreshments. You know, mm -hmm. and so we leave and we go home mm -hmm. and we're eating sushi and cheese and chocolate. And I said, God, I just thank you for that. I, I'm so glad that I have my dad. He's so good. And God said, I'm better. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm better. <clears throat> I'm better. And he mm -hmm. kept saying, I'm better. It's good. It's good. So you're up, you're down, mm -hmm. up, down. Aaron, where are you? Mostly down. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, so, you know, for me, like, I remember that day and it was, you know, it was, it was very, it was very gracious, but, you know, always in the back of my mind, I'm like, this isn't going to keep the house, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I internalized a lot of stress, you know, so even at, you know, one point, you know, I called Carrie, I'm like, Carrie, I'm, I'm getting these weird shocks, like, over my heart, and, uh, you know, it's, they're, it's not going away, and it's real, sh you know, real sudden, and so we go to the hospital, because we think we're having a, you know, heart attack or something, and it was, and ended up, it shingles, I, and so I'm like, I'm 43, why do I have shingles, and the doctor's wow. like, you're stressed, I'm like, duh, you know, <laughs> so, so, you know, to me, it was, it was manifesting itself physically uh, on me, and, uh, you know, and I would, I'd come to Vertical and, and hear wonderful things, uh, you know, about God's Word, it was, you know, it, it lifted me up, it encouraged me, <clears throat> and then, uh, <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> Somebody say they feel me. Does anybody yeah, feel me? Feel, okay. Talking it's about. just live. It's I, no big deal. I just, I just need some encouragement. So, <laughs> I'm really, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be very encouraging, but then, you know, just, uh, I get choked up real easy. So, I knew this was, this was going to, this was going to happen. It's all right. It's so, all right. you know, it was, you know, the I would go back home and it would go back to the job search and then my, my phone's ringing off the hook uh, for people that want money from me. I can't pay, you know, and it was just, yeah. you know, what, what I would learn on Sunday would just go out the water. So, And so I know as a man, you're feeling the responsibility 
to provide. And uh, again, every personality handles pressure differently. Men and women handle pressure differently. What's going through you as dad, husband, provider? What do you, what do you, what's going through your mind as you think about your inability at this point to provide? Well, it got to the point where I mean, it's it's pretty it was pretty emasculating. Just it, it just felt like every front, uh, just there was just a disconnect, you know. So I mean, I, I want a job, I want to provide, but uh, you know, I'm not I'm not able to provide. I feel like prayers aren't being answered. So to me, it ended it it ended up getting to be a disconnect where I was like, you know, if if I'm not even worth being hired, and prayers. are hard to come by. It, to me, it was like, why even, why even interject trying to be a father? Why try to be a husband? And so for me, I was just disconnecting. And it gets bad. Yeah, it got worse. <laughs> how, how bad does it get, Aaron? Well, uh, um, I would say, let's see. In November, so we're go I guess that's about month six uh, of unemployment. Like the uh, the four hundred one k money was pretty much <clears throat> was dried up. Um, you know, there's st there's still no end in sight. I was contacting everybody I knew. Hey, I'd uh, let them know if you know somebody hiring, just let me know. And people get back to me. Hey, I got a friend. That, you know that uh, they're hiring, and it. It was, I would apply, there would be nothing. I was getting in a car driving, uh, uh, you know, to, to headhunters and stuff, just introduce myself in person. I was just doing whatever I could, and, and nothing was happening. And it was, my mind uh, was just getting really twisted up. I, I couldn't, couldn't understand scripture anymore. So I'd hear something like, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And, I would either question or depending what mood I was in, sometimes I would yell. <laughs> I would be like, well, what is daily bread? Uh, isn't, you know, isn't the house daily bread? <clears throat> so, um, it's truly testing your faith. At this yeah, point. it was. And what you believed uh, about God. It what was. You said you'd believed up to this point. I was wrestling with God. I was getting into an arm wrestle with him and I knew I was going to lose it. Because um, I told him, I was like, God, whatever, I do not want to lose a house. I do not want to lose anything. And even if that's the path you want to take me down. And uh, and I, I, was, I was just ready to, you know, like J Jacob wrestling the angel. But I was like, man, I'm going to lose this battle. But, uh, but it got to the point where my mind was just so twisted. You know, I heard, uh, I was thinking of the verse, uh, no, no one has greater love than this. Uh, to lay down his life for his friends. And the enemy was serving that verse up into my mind, kind of like how, you know, Satan took Jesus out in the wilderness to test him, to use scripture and, and twist it. And he twisted it for me. And it got to the point that uh, I, hearing that verse, uh, I decided the only way that I could win and keep uh to, to, to get money for, 
the press too. <laughs> Keep everything was to die. I didn't want to, of course, but I wanted to provide more. And the insidious thing was I didn't even tell anybody because I knew it would be their job to talk me out of it. So uh, I requested time off uh, from the worship band because I didn't want to be here one Sunday, not the next. You see how the enemy uses even truth to twist it to the point of, did you hear what he said? He read the scripture and remembered the scripture. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friend. And the enemy used it to say, then you should just lay down your life. You should just take your life. That happens in the midst of storms because it gets dark. Wind's blowing. It's testing your faith. And they are deep in it at this point. Carrie, what, you see this happening. You don't know all of it. Oh, I knew. You knew, but he hadn't said it. I knew, yeah. Okay, so talk about what it's like to see Aaron at this point. So um, I knew, I mean, I could sense that that was, oh, sorry. I could sense that that was going on. And I, I struggle with saying what I'm going to say because it, I think it might sound self-righteous, but this is the truth for me. Um, we were surrounded powerful women and men of faith and those who needed to know knew and I believe God I believe his word and he says in Psalm 91 when you dwell in the secret place of the most high God and you abide in the presence of his shadow when you say to the Lord you are my shelter you are my hiding place I trust you then you don't have to fear pestilence you don't have to fear anything and it says it, it won't even come near your house and he was in my house and we we stood it was very sobering but i wasn't scared yeah. because i knew but when you see him what what goes on mm -hmm. what's going on emotionally for you see your husband broken it's, yeah i mean it's it's it was heartbreaking it was hard because when I would talk to him, I would talk to him just like I'm talking to you. I stayed very calm, and I would try to give him words, and it was difficult. And I could get, I would get upset. Uh, you know, sometimes I wouldn't even want to hear it either, so. Yeah. And that turns into some, now there's conflict between the two of you, which I'm sure for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, constant. For you, Aaron, that's even more isolating. And Carrie, that's probably more frustrating, isolating for you as well. Yeah, it was very frustrating because, you know, it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. So you told me about a, a time where you came in and mm -hmm. you, you saw Aaron. And describe what that moment was like when you saw him. Well, so um, that's jumping to the end. Oh, sorry. Do we want to do that? No, let's don't do that. Okay. Hold on. Let's hold on to that. We need let's to go to reach the end of 2017 <laughs> next. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> let, do that. We reached the end of 2017. It's coming up on Christmas time. Uh, what's that like? Aaron, what's, what's Christmas time like? 
Well, it was it was kind of interesting because after Thanksgiving, we for whatever reason we went and bought a Christmas tree, and we decorated it, <laughs> and there was nothing under it. And and at this point, the you know the kids knew what was going on, so that not one of them was asking for anything. So it was just really weird every time I walked in that room and looked at that tree. So yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. Carrie. Um, so the longer version of that is that uh, we were called to, I mean, we weren't even called, the Lord provided and we were invited to go to Home Shopping Network and pitch. And so we go to Washington, D.C. and, you know, we participate in this amazing thing and I'm getting ready to go pitch and he's walking the streets of D.C. crying, you know, and he comes back and I'm, you know, just speaking over him and I'm like, we got to go do this thing, you know. And then we came back and we knew that we knew that we were getting ready to lose the house. And um, I fell apart at that point because I kept, you know, I'm like, there's no way God's going to let us lose anything because I believe him, you know. And um, but we're sitting in the car, you know, we would take our arguments to the car so the kids wouldn't hear. And, you know, we're sitting in the car and I'm just like freaking out now going, how in the world did this happen, you know. And um, we're thinking maybe, you know, we need to move in with somebody and rent our house out or something. So I go away and, and spend some time, you know, reading. And I ask the Lord, what happened? And he led me to Malachi 3. And it says, uh, in Malachi 3, it says, return to me and I will return to you. And I'm like, I've been here. Where did I go? <laughs> What's happening? How do I return to you? And he says, how do you, you ask, how do you return? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said, you know. And he says, you're robbing me of my tithes and my offerings. And he said, you need to test me in this matter and just watch and see if I, if I do two. He said, I'll do two things. One is I'll open the windows and I'll pour out blessings on you that you can't measure. But also, and this was powerful for me, he said, I will rebuke the devourer. Because I felt like I kept saying to Aaron, I said, our fruit is everywhere. It's tangible. People are having our fruit, but we're not. And so I, I'm like, okay, I was with my mom. I said, pray for us because I got to go give him this message. It's not going to be fun. Hey, give God money you don't have, you know. And so I went home and I said, I got to tell you something. And he received it. He said, we'll test God right now. And so we did. And I think you Let's, should tell it. You want to tell it? Sure thing. I got this. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. You got it. Yes. So I kind of skipped a few things. So when it rains, it pours. You know, I kind of mentioned the AC going out, but, you know, my car broke down. Um, look at this. You know, I had some money to fix that myself, but Carrie's car stopped working and I couldn't even fix it. You know, and the you know, dishwasher was going out, you know, just things were breaking all over the place. I'm like, great. And uh, so... I, you know, I'd taken a small DJ job that weekend, and when and when she, when you know, when she read that verse, you know, I was I was already at the bottom, so I was like, all right, you know, let's test it, and and it wasn't a very uh, 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 positive way that I said it. It was uh, okay, God, I want to take you up on this kind of way, so and uh, so, kind of a challenge, and so uh, and I, God stepped up on that. Uh, stepped up to the plate, so uh, we, you know, we logged in, we paid tithes right there on the, uh, while we're sitting there at the couch, and uh, the second she paid tithe, or we paid tithe, um, uh, my brother Matt called 
Carrie, and he'd been trying to get a hold of us all day, and just, you know, just for whatever reason, we couldn't get a hold of him, but... We weren't answering phone <laughs> calls. That's so, why he couldn't get a hold of us. <laughs> You're like, so, nobody, uh, call, nobody call us. <laughs> so, um, so Carrie picks up the phone, and she's talking to him, and then she starts crying, and I'm thinking somebody died, you know, so... Uh, but uh, Matt was like, he said, hey, uh, somebody's contacting me, said the Lord is... Come on. Pressed on them that they want to pay back however much we're back on our mortgage. They want to pay that. Amen. Yeah. And then they want to uh, pay our mortgage every month until I get a job. And yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was pretty amazing. So we called the kids down immediately because we're just like, you know, this. I mean, kids, this is just what's happened. You know, you know what we've been going through, and, you know, we just, we pay tithe. The phone rang. Someone's paying our, our mortgage. And uh, and so uh, I also um, I texted uh, you. And and I don't know why. Like, that happened, and then a few minutes later, he was like, oh, yeah, your car's broken. Let's see if we can find a mechanic. Like, why the timing? So, and in my mind, I was like, because I couldn't figure out how to get her car working. I've been messing with it, had it dismantled or whatever. And, uh, so I texted you. I'm like, hey, can you, do you know a mechanic that can just tell me what's wrong with it? And then I can fix it. And so you forwarded the text to some people, and uh, a decision was made uh, to immediately. immediately to whatever was wrong that, uh, that they would pay for the, her car to get fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It was the engine. <laughs> so. Yeah, they would, Vertical yeah. paid for the engine to be repaired. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, as well as with my car, you know, uh, because I really wasn't answering the phone, I didn't have money to pay anybody. I decided to call the bank that on my car, this and <laughs> and they were like, "So you still have your car?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Your car's at your house." Yeah. You still live at this address? I'm like, "Is somebody looking for my car right now?" She's like, "Yeah. You're not supposed to have it. It's supposed to be repoed." So I was like, oh, my goodness. So I, I contacted another friend. I was like, hey, can I just take out a loan for what I owed? Because I got to keep at least one car while the other one's being fixed. And, uh, and I'll pay back. And uh, he, he just gave me $2,000. And uh, so. This all, I mean, it was just one, one and This is just, yeah. This another. all happens in one day, one yes. afternoon. <clears throat> and yes, uh, one night. Wasn't even an after. It was at night. And so, uh, yeah. So I uh, got. So that was. Uh, um, got got that taken care of, and then I was able to go get Christmas presents to put under the tree that had just wow. been barren. Amen. Wow. Amen. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, there's more to that. Can, yeah. Do I have time? Where are we? Just a little. Because I want to I ask this. I know, um, man, this sounds like, and everything was just like, oh, you know, it's all wonderful from this point forward. But we're not always, we're not all the way there yet. There's still, uh, we're still on the back side of the storm. Aaron? Yeah, I, did, I didn't know how, you know, it, it, that was, it was all very encouraging. And it was, it was mind-blowing. And it was, you know, really cool. But then at the same time, I'm going, 
I don't want this other, I don't even, I don't even, I, to this day we still don't know who is paying our mortgage and we don't want to know. But I was like, I didn't want them paying because I was like, I'm on month seven now. And I don't, and I don't want them to keep paying my mortgage if I can't get a job. And I knew without a job, the cars were just going to go back to being repoed come January. And it was, it was real easy for me to, to still fall back. Yeah. And, uh. And and that's the I guess the puffy eyed part. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the part where you're still trusting God. We're still in the midst of this storm. Mm-hmm. He's showing himself faithful, and you're having confidence that what he has begun, he will complete. But I want you to I want you to be clear. They've been in the storm. God's revealed Himself. He provided. They're still in the midst of their storm. And they're still here. Yep. Still standing. They're still trusting. I say that. Mm-hmm. Still believing. Yep. And they're sharing their story. Yes. God is faithful. Amen. Throughout this series, you're going to meet some other families who are in similar situations. God has worked. God has provided. Yes. But they're still working their way through the storm. Right. But He is producing something in them that they didn't have before, greater confidence, trust, and patience to weather a storm. Amen? What I'd like to do is pray for Carrie and Aaron. Um, I want to say this. Men, I know you can relate with where Aaron has and is right now, right? So... uh, I want to have some men come stand with Aaron to pray for him. I do want to say one last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, That uh, I did get a job offering. I started the day after Christmas. It was December 26th. So I just wanted to clear that up that I'm still not there like at at that point. Awesome. So God's providing for you now. So. Uh, there's so much more to their story. These are just the basic elements, and I'm, I'm sure you can tell Carrie is itching to talk a whole lot more. Stay after. <laughs> yeah. Contact her on your own, and she'll, she'll tell you that. So, Aaron? I was going? just say, you, you got about all you're going to get out of me on this. That's good. I appreciate both of your honesty and your vulnerability to sit and tell your story and show how God has led you to a place He's called it obedience and faith. You responded. No glory to yourselves. All glory to him for what he's provided. Amen? Amen. Let's have Carrie and Aaron stand down here. Guys, you want to come stand with Aaron? Ladies, you want to come stand with Carrie? I want us to pray for them today. And we pray for provision. We also, let's switch and put Carrie over on this side because I told all the guys to come over here. Here you go. Good. We pray for provision, but we also pray for, for faith. This is, what, this is what happens amidst the storm. It's our faith that's challenged. It's in our faith that we need our encouragement. Amen? Guys, if you want to come up here, you're welcome to as well. All right. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for stories of your faithfulness. Today, it's the story of a storm here in Carrie and Aaron's life, but it's really a story of your faithfulness, your direction and your provision and the strength 
and faithfulness of your word to them. I ask you to continue to show yourself strong on their behalf. I know that's your heart and your desire. May they rest in you. May they have calmness in you. May they find their joy in you in the midst of the storm. May they know your blessing as they trust you and obey. And Father, I pray for others. I pray for us today as we listen. That whatever storm we're in, whatever area in our life we're in the storm, that we would be drawn completely to you, not anything else, not anyone else, and there know your heart and have the willingness to say, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And may we be quick to obey. For there you will show yourself faithful. So we ask your blessings upon them and upon us as we walk through the storms, as we become far more than casualties, but chasers of the storm. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Would you stand together with us as we sing?